1: Sitting here with Ziggy Rodriguez, that's me, and we also sitting in for Thomas Patrick Dorian. We have uh, a wonderful guest. Uh, It is Joe, um, son of Thordar. (laughs) That's your that's your your Tolkien name.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Joe
1: Thorderson is here. Uh, he is—he's uh, uh, part of Geek Tank Radio and Tool Talk Radio, two really fun, cool podcast radio programs. You can find those on Spotify if you're interested. Uh, and also, he—he's been running the Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention for like a dozen years or so.
2: Yeah. Well, technically, it's our thirteenth year. We had to skip a year for COVID. So yeah, is that didn't
1: we all skip a year for COVID? News. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. even so, and you know, I think when you started, you didn't have all that gray hair, but now you really don't even have much hair at all. Had a so head yeah, yeah
2: it's yeah it's I look okay like tom
1: but I it's know. worth the effort because that's a really <laughs> really cool thing uh and we brought you in for this three-part series that we're doing and this is the third and final installment maybe there'll be some more stuff in the future because there's always gonna be more star wars movies and and more uh um, marvel stuff and dc stuff and superheroes and all that geeky stuff
2: well, I'd love to get the I'd love to to go down the rabbit hole talking about uh, the morality of Batman. That might be cool. Oh. A, a very Batman advent,
0: perhaps. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> something, something
1: like that might be exciting. I can hear all of the church ladies now getting really, really vibed about that thing right now because oh, they, yeah. they they secretly they like Batman. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, all that aside, uh, we're t- we're talking about uh, Tolkien and his. Uh, uh, Christian uh, imagery uh, and storylines, uh, specifically some Catholic stuff that's that's happening, and we've gotten two uh, re- recorded two shows thus far: uh, uh, Tolkien on heroism and Tolkien on attachment and evil. Uh, and now we're going to do this third one, uh, which we love because this particular third topic uh, is is going to be landing on the the uh, a beautiful solemnity yes. in the Catholic faith. Uh, and it's one of those things that like it just kind of happened that way with the schedule but the solemnity of our lord jesus christ king of the universe yeah and so we're going to talk about Tolkien on monarchism right and christ yeah. the king so uh that should be an interesting discussion and so that's why we brought uh joe in because we we don't know anything this is true well he, well he knows a lot more than
2: we do <laughs> you're putting a lot more pressure on me i, I know
1: I, I want you to i want we're, we're tripling down now okay. and uh, but no, but in all fairness you have some friends who uh, who also, you know, if you speak uh, heresy, or Tolkien heresy, right. they'll let you know, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll put you on the griddle
2: yeah, for exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. So, so i that's okay. got to govern my tongue, sir. We'll, so,
1: we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll try and catch you. I don't know if I will. I'll, you know, I like to you know teeter over there on that heresy line with Tolkien and see what happens. You
2: know? <laughs> or um, if you get emails
0: from his friends, we'll definitely blame Joe. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right.
1: It was that son of Thor'dar. Right. <laughs> Um, So all that said, uh, here we are on uh, this wonderful solemnity, and and we're all, I mean, I think as Catholics, we're very familiar with this particular solemnity, Um, if not only just for the fact that it's the last Sunday in ordinary time, right? The whole liturgical year leads up to this moment. Where we uh, we fearlessly and joyfully proclaim that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and King of the universe,
2: I mean that's the coolest title ever anyway, oh king yeah of the universe I love when they uh, uh, in the prayer that says um, yeah, anything that's got the word universe in it I oh like. yeah, so, yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah well Catholic means universal right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
2: so the thing that's interesting though is that is the phrase of
0: Christ being king in america I, I've literally I've heard people raise uh, caution flags about that like one person Literally said, you know what? I think it's time that we shift away from that title. Why? Not, why not? I'm not kidding. He said, why not? Christ, the president. You know, <laughs> <why>? <laughs> the president of the universe. Well, huh? and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay, and, and and listen, this is someone who who loves God, and he also loves this country, right? And he in, in his in his framework, king equals bad, right? And so, like, and, and that's in America. A lot of times, when we are taught the American Revolution, we're taught, you know, that. The movement away from monarchy is necessarily a good thing, and the movement towards democracy is necessarily a a, a great thing. And we're not trying to necessarily get into any sort of argument for or against this kind of government versus that kind of government. But one thing that's interesting that I think that we should kind of consider for a second is that uh, democracy... As we know it, and as our founders envisioned it as they were were framing the company. Got company? My goodness, the country, the president of the company. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people would say our government is like a company these days. Yes. But, so it's right. kind of an interesting slip. But it's rooted in a very pessimistic view of human nature. You know, I mean that was that was that was. Uh, a key part of a lot of what our founders were doing, saying, "Gosh, we're, we've got, we have a lot of broken, messed up people, and they have to figure out how to govern one another. How do you place them in check and balance with one another so that we can put everybody's self interest to good use by making it compete?" Yeah. Right? So
1: that is a valid theological discussed point, right? We can right. discuss that and talk about that. We can argue the merits of what you just said. I can make it a lot simpler. The the reality is, we will never be able to vote in or out God. Right. Oh, right. that's so, true. Right. Yes. So there was this little event, I don't know if you remember it, but yeah. it was like in the Garden of Eden, and this one thing <laughs> that happened there, that since that time, we've really been bad at voting. <laughs> we've, really, we've really struggled, really, to to know what's best for us in a lot of ways, right? We we seek that which is not good for us. And so it would be incumbent upon us all, it's like, well, it's time to elect a new uh, king of the universe, right. or <laughs> president of the universe, I'm sorry, you know. And and also, if if there was a president of the universe, I would hate to be the person that had to carry the nuclear football for Jesus. <laughs> you know, it's like you open it up and like all these uh, angels fly out, and you know, and then like thunder and lightning and all that. It'd be like the end times. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good job. To well, me. no, but
0: at the end of the day, though, Jesus is goodness itself. Right? You can't yes. have anything better than Jesus being king and Jesus running things, right? There are good
1: kings. Right. Right? Uh, you know, St. Saint Louis. St. Louis. Uh, and, 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 of course, good king Wenceslas. You know, Right. He looked out on the Feast of Stephen, right? Right. So, they're, they're, I've sometimes wondered what it would be like and maybe I've kind of longed for the possibility having a good, benevolent king. Yeah. Right? Who was, is going to take care of all, all of our needs and, and help us and really have our best interest at heart. You know, and, and I know they're humans, um, and, and then to some degrees where you still have Kings, they've been sort of stripped of their power Right in modern times, right? They, they're more ceremonial or a figurehead right. or representing a certain tradition and lineage, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But they do believe firmly that God put them there. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, it's an interesting concept. Um, so it's, I, I'm not totally against it.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is, though, there. I think we are in a time right now where for most people, the thought of we, what we're seeing in the world is corruption. We're seeing self-interested people in power misusing their power for selfish gain, right? And so if somebody in this world seeing what people are doing with power, yeah. hear someone say, well, maybe a monarch would be a good idea. People, what we generally, I think, are in a state of despair about the possibility of one person being able to steward that much power in and I'm talking about and I'm not talking about Christ the king at this point I'm talking about within like a political the political a human
1: human king that finds his way to the throne that's
0: truly benevolent truly good truly you know uh, is, is worthy of entrusting with that level of power and authority I think most people are just like That's impossible. That's not, that's a recipe for disaster. You're lucky if you get one good guy like this. Right. Well, so
1: if we had a King Frodo, I mean, he would, he demonstrated, (laughs) no, seriously, he demonstrated that with the Ring of Power. That he struggled with that.
2: Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, so,
1: so we as humans. But anyway, yeah,
2: I'm we, not eager for any kings, man. Yeah, oh, okay. No, so no, even yeah. if they're even if they're really good, the next one that comes along could undo the whole thing.
1: So. You're you're yeah. exactly right, uh, yeah. Joe. So, uh, so the interesting conversation, but we surely should really talk about Tolkien now, and monarchism, right? Yeah, and but, see it in that light.
0: Because at the end of the day, Tolkien he's not he's not trying to engage us in he's not making a political pitch necessarily, right? Um, and what he's more doing is he is casting the a vision of monarchism that is consistent with uh, today's feast day, Christ the King, and I think that we can learn a lot about what it means. We're all baptized priest, prophet, king, right? Right. So we can learn a lot about Christian Christian kingship in that universal sense by studying Tolkien and what he had to say. Right, about I, and I
1: think he doesn't think that Aragorn is is like we need to find a guy like Aragorn. To, to run the United States of America. Right. He's really helping us to see that Aragorn is really uh, leading us to Jesus Christ. Right. right. And his his kingship.
2: I'd vote for Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> He's a leader. Yeah.
0: Well, you, cool. you you made an interesting point prior to the show that you said that Aragorn shows us what King David could have
2: been that's what i think i yeah. mean I, his greatest his greatest fear is is to uh succumb to sin and power like and he did a few times and, and he did and right. but i mean i wish all our leaders felt that way and yeah. he's brave he's no you know he's he's at the front lines of uh He's not asking anybody to do anything he wouldn't do, or he hasn't done a hundred times over. So yeah, he's, he's humble and brave and just cool. Man. Right, he's so, the kind
1: yeah. of guy that if, if if he was a if he was a general in a in an army, right, people would follow him eagerly. Mm-hmm. Well, they th- be willing to do that.
0: Think about what you just said, though, in connection with what we were talking about a second ago, right? So if his number one fear is that he's gonna sub- be, he's gonna fall into temptation, right, and get corrupted himself, and that's his number one fear, then. What that means is he's somebody who is going to have his own internal interior you know checks and balance system, and he's going to make sure that uh, he's not going to he's going to do all that he can to make sure that he's not going to fall into those snares. And of course, again, I think a lot of people have a great deal of
2: skepticism about, people outside the tolkien world right you know,
0: it's sort of a little bit of an escapism reading
2: this one, one thing though it's a temptation for us all because we're like you know you can what do they call it false humility too yeah. it's like we can think of all the good aragon could have done if he stepped up a little sooner and became and took his mantle as king or something oh, that's so a i great mean point he we we do the same thing we're like well i'm not capable of leading this group or i'm not capable of a you know running the rcia program or something and think of how much good you could have done if you would have um okay maybe i actually could I, I, do this but having
1: know. having seen the this uh this wonderful trilogy i i really never felt in any of those times that he had, he had really really felt tempted to do the wrong thing or uh, you know or that his humility was false And maybe that's just, you know, uh, Tolkien's writings, you know, uh, and how he did that.
2: No, I I don't think so either. I'm just saying he could have, well, I don't know, maybe we could have avoided a a lot of bloodshed, but... That's true. Who knows? Those orcs are pretty, you know... Disposable? (laughs) (laughs) One one thing that was very subtle, yet very
0: kingly of Aragorn that I think is worth mentioning is uh, in The Return of the King, Eowyn comes to him, and she's seeing him leave, and she doesn't know why he's leaving. She doesn't necessarily make a positive assumption as to why he's leaving. And he could be leaving to save his own life, right? right? And so, like, the way the argument that she gives is we all need to fight. We all need to stay here. He doesn't give her an argument as to... He doesn't explain to her what his actual mission is, which in that point is he's going to go get the army of the dead, if I'm not mistaken, right? Um, and But when uh, Legolas and Gimli see that he's leaving, they know... That he's leaving for a good cause. Right. They know that he's noble and he's leaving for to serve, to, to carry out a kingly mission. And I love that. I love that he wasn't concerned about his reputation in her eyes because he was trying to serve a greater good. He didn't want to get her entangled where she felt led to also leave and follow him, right? But then at the end of the day, those guys, he didn't even have to explain it. They're just ready. And I, lo- I felt like that was a very that kind is of kingly cool. moment, yes. you know?
1: Absolutely. So let's let's uh, let's turn to Gandalf. Okay, you know, with with uh, in relationship to Aragorn, and you know, and what I love about Aragorn is the fact that he actually—I mean, again, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, we're gonna tell you what happens. Yeah, fifteen in 50- minutes in, yeah. you
2: give the spoiler. Alert, so, okay. <laughs> you know, well, you know, you don't know
1: now. We've already talked to. I mean, we started this series in in one talking about the end <laughs> <Right>. spoiler <laughs> too.
2: It also won an Oscar. So, oh, yeah. well, we're gonna
1: have a three part series on yeah. Gone with the Wind, and we're gonna tell the whole story <laughs> right. uh, in that thing next. But uh, and you will
0: give a darn. That's
1: right. Yeah. <laughs> but I love the fact that uh, that Aragorn himself, who is kind of a Christ figure, yes. uh, in in this, and he's and he's king, and rightfully so. That he actually receives his crown. Yes, right. That that's a powerful image that he kneels down and receives uh, a crown from from uh, Gandalf.
0: And Gandalf is a resurrection symbol. He's and and uh, he's in that way. He's also a Christ figure, and he's Christ as prophet and priest. And and he's a so Gandalf. He's a wizard, right? But if you look at the Tolkien. Mythology or lore or legendarium or whatever you want to, phrase you want to use. He he's more of an angel, right? And 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 in terms of his relationship to the god of Middle Earth, and so in this way, this is akin to to Aragorn literally being crowned by an angel of God. So, and Aragorn willingly submits to Gandalf for his coronation. So this this symbolizes a kingship that's under God. Yes,
1: yes. So the king, so the the human king is essentially. It's it's kind of like. You know, you might view uh, God the Father, uh, then a priestly father, right. you know, your own father, and, and the word "father" is is receiving its um, uh, its its value and its authority from God the Father. In the same way, Aragorn as king is receiving his kingship from. It makes him even more a Christ figure from from an angel of God sent by God to crown on his behalf.
0: Aragorn. Well, and so a true king doesn't rule for his own sake, but for the good of others, and he himself is governed by something greater, God, right? And so in that capacity, there he's a servant in his kingship. He's yes. a servant to that to God who's above him, but he's also a servant to the people as well that he is in, that are entrusted to his care. And so this this lines up with the gospel. Like the last will be first, the first will be last. He who humbles himself will be exalted. He who exalts himself. will. Uh, will be humbled. And so, you know, we can ask ourselves, again, like, we're all supposed to be, we're all baptized priest, prophet, and king, right? Right. We're we're called to kingship. We're all called to kingship, all of us. And so are we placing ourselves under God's rule? And are are we placing ourselves at the service of others? Because that's the mark of living out that baptismal office of being a king,
2: right? Yeah, on the bookends, I feel like Frodo and and Aragon are just, examples of of our lives as catholics i mean that's what we're supposed to be we're supposed to be bold and humble and adventurous and brave and all of those and have hairy feet yeah. <laughs> exactly.
1: So <laughs> no, that's that's what that's again. That's what I love about uh, this this particular movie trilogy and the books uh, are are this way. But uh, I've not read the books because I don't have enough hours in the day anymore. They're pretty long. I know they are. Get but, the audiobooks. But you I've, can heard, multitask, I've heard I've so. heard people who just absolutely love these, and they'll even say because this Lord of the Rings trilogy is my favorite uh, like movie world. Yeah. I just I, and I can walk watch it time and time again, and I've gotten the. You know the 4k versions and the expanded editions and whatever i and you know i don't always watch them in, in one sitting that's what i love about them i can sit and watch an hour hour and a half right. or whatever and just i'm mean i engrossed in it and i love that and what i what i love about it is it's uh what it leads me to a very um i don't know a, a very uh holy and sort of a, a view of catholicism and what it's what it was created for and what it is and and all those things that I think are just powerful images. Uh, and for that reason, I can watch them over and over again as it, it examples. It puts
2: you in the, in the right frame of mind or the right uh, state to be spiritual, you could say. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Know.
1: I, 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 that's that's what I like about
2: it. Even if it's not him. preaching, it's just, but it is telling stories just like Jesus told stories. So. Amen. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's good. Well, and I think one thing that is, you know, we, we've talked a lot about sort of the the general uh, despair that we have, I think, as a as a as a people, about the possibility of a monarch, you know, really being able to step in and be like an Aragorn, you know, in real life. I will say though, if, we, if as I'm thinking through all that we've talked about, there is a universal call to holiness. We're all called to kingship. Yeah. We're all called to virtue. We're all called to check our hearts interiorly, right? And and so perhaps there will be a day. When, you know, the church is alive in faith once more, and you have, uh, y- there could, you know, a-, a world full of saints where the picture, you know, because we're all called to sainthood. I mean, really, this-, this world that we live in, we're so used to it just being fallen and broken and just under, as, as Tolkien would say, a shadow, right? Yeah, but right. In, th- in this case, though, like, it's not out of the, it's not outside the realm of possibility, for us to have hope, right, with a capital H, for a world that is just overflowing with saints and with a con- with a contagious love for Christ yeah. that it inspires others to give their life to Christ. And if we lived in that world, we might look at monarchism, right, very differently than we do right now.
2: You're not no. petitioning for becoming king, are you? <laughs> You're really driving this point home. It's, it's good to be king. It's yeah. good.
1: <laughs> Yes, I just noticed that button I mean, you have on there, Vote Me King. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. But, but that's an interesting little yeah. aside and joke here because it's like where Aragorn was willing to, to bow before the angel of God as you kind of envisioned yeah. uh, Gandalf, and he received his king from on high, his kingship. Um, you know, there are so many of us that want to make ourselves king, right? We elect ourselves king. Oh, yeah. like We, 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 we crown ourselves
0: the world and the world tries to offer us a whole lot of crowns, but if you think about it, there's only one crown that the world really has to offer. That's that's truly lasting, and that's a crown of thorns. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah now my wife pronounces crayons as crowns. To say that now, <laughs> I love you, Bess. Sorry about that.
0: But but, but no. But the world the world offers. You know, we're in the same way the world offers, you know, no one deserved to wear a crown of, I mean, Jesus could have showed up. He could have said, you know what? I'm going to wear the fanciest crown. It's going to be like 20 feet tall. It's going to be made all of diamonds. He could have done that. And you know what? He'd be right to do that because he truly is by Except birth he wouldn't and do that He wouldn't do that. Right. Because, well, at the end of the day, he, uh, he poured himself out. He emptied himself, took on the form of a slave, was obedient unto death, even death of a cross. It was because of his humility that God greatly exalted him right he's a suffering servant he's a as a servant king he's a suffering servant king and so he but my point in terms of that crown that we he could have used to crown himself and had every right to do instead he had the humility to let us crown him and the crown we chose for him was the crown of thorns hmm. you know and the world still today for any christian uh you know we, that is the, if we if you're waiting for a crown that'll last from the world that's the only one that will last all the others are straw. Yeah. all the others will fade away but if you want a lasting crown for the world it's not going to be any different than the crown that christ gave us or that christ received because we share in his kingship by our baptism right yep yeah yeah
1: that's I, I, i'll tell you uh this the idea of crowning yourself i mean and we're good at we're, you know what's so funny is we're also good at pointing at other people at yeah. their crowns and say, that's a fake crown. Sure. And that's usually us with our fake crown saying, that crown's fake over there. Right. There's a lot of crown envy going on <laughs> in the world. But you're right. The result of it is all, it's always empty. It never fulfills. I, I, I think about, um, you know, in, in Scripture, you know, when Jesus uh, feeds the, the 5,000. Yeah. Right? Right. They kept going on and on and on. The Bread of Life discourse talks about that feeding of the 5,000. And and they keep going on and on about this food. They will not stop talking about the food. Why? Because it's satiated in a supernatural way. Right. They've never experienced that before because they were worried about, like, the crown. I I like Taco Bell. I like Kentucky Fried Chicken. Whatever. But those things may taste good. And they only hint at a food that truly satiates. Right. I mean, to be like filled and fulfilled that's a unique thing and so the only crown that's ultimately going to fulfill really is linking us to the crown of thorns that Jesus wore for us
0: through suffering yes. right because we grow and we grow in virtue we grow in holiness through suffering, right? We follow the bloody road of Calvary and our blood joins Christ's blood, right? As we follow in our footsteps and in his footsteps and we kiss our crosses along with him. We accept those sufferings right. that are entrusted to our care. And that is how we are. We also come to receive that crown of thorns. Yeah. And that's how we come to become purified and become more like him. And so, you know, if there ever was... A person who was going to be a monarch, who was this really holy saint of a of a monarch, right? That would be the path by which it would happen. It would yeah. be through great suffering and through great. Faith. The Catholic
1: theology we call it, you know, redemptive suffering. Yes, right, because we're tying ourselves specifically relating to Jesus in that way, and that's exactly what Aragorn was not happily doing, but doing
2: out of duty. He seemed like he was more at peace just being on the front lines of a battle than. On a throne, and so rather than say at peace,
1: I think at home.
2: At home, yeah. I mean, it
1: was, it was, it was. I think it was natural to him. And that's again why it's Sam. You'd recommended that people, you know, watch this thing if they weren't familiar, if they hadn't watched this trilogy, watch it with your kids. It's something you can relate to, and it's also it's like catechism, right? Right? When you're watching these
0: movies, it, it can be if you understand these concepts. Well, and also his coronation at the same time that he received his coronation, what does he do? He bends his knee to the four hobbits. You I know. was
2: curious what your what your metaphor was going to be for that, because I thought that was very interesting. I, I do, too. It's kind of like Jesus washing the feet or Yes, that's exactly
1: know? right. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. And it's essentially like when the king turns to you and says, no, no, I'm lifting you up. Right. You
0: know, it's like
1: it, it shows Jesus as the mediator. Well, it,
0: it, you know, exactly, because ultimately, if somebody is a saint... Right, it's Christ within them that has brought them to that place of sainthood. Yeah. And so, if they're honor, if he's honoring them, he's honoring them for the 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 heroism that they represent. You know, Frodo's also you could say a Christ figure. He carries the burden of evil, uh, desiring to rid the world of evil by ta- carrying the ring. And they also have these childlike virtues of purity, simplicity, love, joy. And so, the men- they're some of the most fun, <laughs> <laughs> right, right? In the movies, right? Exactly. Well, I mean, it's a big contrast where the man- mankind. The, the race of men in tolkien they're all associated with pursuing worldly power and glory and something that greater than all of that is being is represented by the four hobbits and it's being honored in that moment when aragorn and all the
2: people bend their knees to those four it's like well done good and faithful servant yeah so, yeah
1: so in uh in this solemnity when you're when you're at mass you're going to hear uh, this year you're going to hear these readings uh, and the the second reading of saint paul to the colossians is i mean it encapsulates all this imagine this being written by tolkien it wasn't <laughs> right it wasn't it's divinely inspired written by saint paul brothers and sisters let us give thanks to the father who has made you fit to share in the inheritance of the holy ones in light He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he himself might be preeminent for in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell and through him to reconcile all things for him making peace by the blood of his cross through him whether those on earth or those in heaven name of the father son holy spirit amen Amen. hail mary full of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus holy Holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners sinners, now and at the the hour of our our death death. Amen. amen